What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. What's Good. Hey, ladies and gents. This is your girl, Brianna Javon, with What's Good Podcast. We are in season five. And as you all voted, we are still focused on the film community. So today we have two guests that I'm super excited about. We have Sarah Franco and we also have Jade Sankoff. Let me make sure I say your last name correctly. That was a good one. I like that. <laughs> was I close? Sarah- um, kind of, not really. It's like Zeroff, like Zeroff to the races. Zeroff. Good. One. I haven't heard that from you before. Really? Zeroff <laughs> to the races. <laughs> I, I don't know where I got. I guess my handwriting is off because it definitely says A R O F F. So, chop it up to me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, as you ladies and gents know, we do not have interviews. Instead, we have genuine conversations. So let's get into it. As you guys know, we always start off with icebreakers. So, Sarah, yours is first. What entrepreneurial hacks have you developed to stay focused and productive during your day-to-day process? Ooh, entrepreneurial hacks. I love that. Um, Your hacks. Oh, I heard hex like a spell. Oh my god! <laughs> I had a feeling that you were thinking Thank that. And you I was like, so much. No, like hacks. Thank you for saying it's, 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 it's probably the southern. For real. Like, oh my god, this is very spiritual. I did not even realize. Um, <laughs> my entrepreneurial hacks are, um, I keep a lot of notebooks around. Mm-hmm. So I have my notebooks for my artistic self. I have my notebooks for my day job. I have a whiteboard on my fridge. I am all about the lists. And um, if I feel like there's something I'm not doing or that I could be doing for myself, I remind myself that this is the season of my life to invest in me. And I go find a list. I love it. Okay, so I do have another follow-up question because I have a lot of journals. Uh, Do you finish a journal before you get started to a new one or do you like on to this one, even though I may have some more papers left over? I just grabbed this journal, the first one that I see. I do finish one. My journals are for different like subjects. Pardon me. I have one that is my um, artistic journey, one that is for my therapy work, and one that is um just for my job so i try not to like uh cross contaminate so to say Mm -hmm. so for that reason i'll just stick to one at a time that makes sense i like it all right so are you ready jade for yours i am i'm ready okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm like (laughs) okay so what do you do on a daily basis to grow as an entrepreneur Great question. Um, um, I, um, I will often surrender. I think that like the growth comes in reflection, as you had mentioned before we actually started, um, when we were bonding before the camera went on (laughs) and 
um, I find that like the less I think about how I'm supposed to do it, the more I actually find growth in that because I'm able to just like see it for what it is and not have control over it. I feel like you can't really like control growth as much as you have to accept growth that's occurring. So for me, like when I allow myself to really flow and just look at, okay, what had just occurred and then accept that, then usually I'll have grown through that process. I'll have been like, wow, I think that like I'm a little more patient than I was yesterday because I accepted that like patience is necessary. And even just that jump of like me being impatient to me accepting that I need to be patient is growing. And so I just, I find that like allowing that to happen, allowing growth to happen allows me to grow faster. Yes. Yeah, don't put it. That was so good. Now I'm really, I'm really getting into our conversation now because I got something <laughs> I want to pick apart. <laughs> and so let's get into our genuine conversation. We usually start off with saying who is the guest. So for instance, with the both of you, who is, well, we started off with Sarah. So let's start off with Jade. Who is Jade? Like person, like just, wow, this question is so... <laughs> And that's why I leave it like that because you can do business, you can do personal, just who you are. Yeah. Whoa. Um, existential, like out of body moment. Um, I think that Jade is very like too sensitive for her own good sometimes. Very, um, very like wants the best for people so much so that. Uh, a lot of what I do is for others. I see myself as a vessel sometimes even, um, which is a gift and a strength and also sometimes something that I work with my therapist on. Um, I'm very unapologetically myself. Um, and when I'm not, I know that I'm not being myself. And I I'm very passionate and that's what fuels me. So I think that like the hard work and the drive and the consistency that occurs is because I'm passionate about something. And so if I'm not passionate about it, usually I'm not doing anything about it. So I, I find passion to be like one of the most important aspects for me personally, um, and to find like why. And so that's what I love to teach in my work and than experience. So I'm a founder and an actress and a singer and, and a change maker. Like all of these things are the things that I do from a place of what I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. and the nonprofit that I founded called entertainment for change, which I can talk about at some point, but like is very much, uh, an extension of myself of like, I want to teach the next generation to be authentic and passionate because that's like the way that I feel one should live life. And if you're not living life that way, then it's like, what are you doing? And granted, there's so many layers on top of that, but at the core of Jade, I'm someone who like really wants to challenge people to pursue what they're passionate about and what they love, but from a very real place. Okay. So we have a lot of things similar. So I want to ask this from a personal standpoint. 
when it comes to giving so much to people, because we always just want to see people be great. We want to see people do amazing things, right? So I want to ask you, when was that time that you figured out or if there was a situation that you encountered that you knew that that was something that was like a desire in you to just help and just, you know, wherever that person is, like, I just want to be there for you and just make sure as I'm living at my passion, you live out your passion and things of that nature. Should we sing? Oh, oh, there yes. she is, Brianna. <laughs> I was just going. <laughs> we were like, Brianna. Brianna. All I heard was Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> just floating through space. <laughs> can that be the opening? Like, can you make that the like transition? <laughs> Happy Halloween. I am going to have to. <laughs> Yeah, it's Halloween weekend. That was the perfect blooper. Like, I'm just talking and y'all are, it was like, you was like this. And then all of a sudden it was like, Brianna. I was like, yep, frozen. I'm frozen. Wow. Uh. Okay, so I am going to pause so I can know where I need to chop that. Oh, yeah, thank you. And then I'm going to just re-ask, okay? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Okay. Um, So there was like a lot of different things that you said that I can definitely say, okay, I'm kind of the same person when it comes to just wanting the best out of people. Whatever that means for me, I just want to support people where they are. I want to know what was that time in your life where you figured out that that was a gift of yours to where you just wanted to be there for people? Yeah, definitely. I think that like when my parents got divorced, I was like, I'm going to be my brother's older sister. And that like moment for me was very much, I think, a recognition that I was there for my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, so I, I do like, I love exploring sibling dynamics. And if people are like, my mom is super different as a middle child, or it's something random that I'm passionate about, like the psychology of, um, just your diet and even being an only child, like just the dynamics that you, because you're with, you're like grow. And I love, I spent a lot of time with kids. So I'll always see like what the dynamics are of like, I'm going to take care of this person who just is younger than me. And it's this like thing that happens of how you interact with the world. So yeah, I think that like, um, whether or not it was specifically associated to my parents getting divorced, although I, I do intuitively feel like it had a lot to do with that. Um, I think just being an older sister, I was always like, I'm here to like, figure out how to make sure his homework's done and make sure he's good and make sure, um, and regardless of whether or not he wanted to receive it, we'll talk about that like next podcast. Um, I, I just, yeah, I think that that was that. And I'm, I'm like an older cousin and an older, so I always was very much like aware of being the oldest one in the room. Gotcha. All right, Sarah, are you ready for yours? No. Yes. (laughs) No. Your turn. Who is Sarah? Oh, who is Sarah? Um, <laughs> uh, Sarah is a comedian and an actor. Um, can be a director sometimes. Uh, I would say Sarah's 
a very good friend, um, a native New Yorker, um, a writer, and in the pursuit of growing always. Mm. I want to go into like you have many different facets to yourself. Like you mentioned, director, writer, comedian. I want to go into the comedian portion of it, right? When did you feel that you had that gift of laughter? Not because you no, know, I'm not gonna lie. I make myself laugh. I kind of just giggle at myself, like "Great <laughs> today." So. <laughs> to make other people laugh when did you know like oh i i'm pretty good at good at this i can tell you exactly when um it was october the 4th <laughs> it was the summer i oh man i could like bracket some years i don't remember which summer exactly could have been 2006 so i was like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. depending um but i started in musical theater And I went to this summer camp that was not a theater camp, but did do a musical every year. We did Annie that year. It was one night only. It was double cast. So the cast switched out at intermission. So I played act two, Miss Hannigan. Um, So I didn't, I didn't get to sing the song. Yeah. Um, But... Right, because it was split, and her song is in the first act. Right. Her song, Little Girls. Um, but I did have, my first scene of me being on stage was the character Grace coming and saying, we'd like to adopt Annie. And Hannigan has this, like, famous moment where she keeps it very cool, and she's like, oh, okay, um, do excuse me for just a moment. And she goes off stage and throws an audible fit like completely has a tantrum and then comes back out like, okay, let's talk more about paperwork. Um, so I was like 10 or 11. I went off stage, I threw the fit and I heard a roaring laugh from the audience and I, my life changed in that moment. Wow. So it was like, I can do this. Like I can, I can do this for the rest of my life. I mean, that's very like, very, very young, 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. I've always been very fixated on what I want to do. Um, and I enjoyed it specifically. I want to make people laugh. Mm. So when it comes to family dynamics, do you feel that your family was very supportive with you being in theater or just being in theater, period? If it's comedy, if it's acting, if it's directing, producing, whatever that looks like. I'm incredibly fortunate. They were so supportive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both my parents are musicians and they are both self-made artists Mm. uh my mom was is one of six kids um she was like born on a farm in the middle of upstate new york somewhere and my dad is a first generation uh italian american so it was for both of them to come from humble beginnings and make their own way in the arts Mm. they kind of fought that family skepticism for me So when I decided to get into the arts, 
my family, not only my parents, but my extended family were like, oh, we've seen this work before. So why not you? Why not you too? Go for it. Love it. How about you, Jay? How was the family dynamic for you? Um, I know you mentioned there was a divorce within your family and then it was just, is it just you and your brother or you have other siblings as well? I have three sub-siblings on my mom's side. Okay. And so going through your journey, were they supportive like uh, Sarah mentioned for her? Yeah, they were. My dad's family, like we grew up singing Stevie Wonder and James Taylor and just like, yeah, Stevie Wonder's my like light and India Ari, like those, um, I think that they, they fueled my soul in the moments that I didn't know where to turn. Um, so music for me and my dad's side of the family was like such a saving grace and such a like aspect of my life that was encouraged regardless of pursuing it. It was very like encouraged. It was like, sing for us, do this with us do. And so, and then my mom's side of the family came from like theater. So my great, great uncle, writer of cabaret, the musical. So I was very much like my grandma had a playbill collection when I was growing up. My mom pretended that she could sing, but like can't hold a note, I say with love and respect and like can probably pursue her um, vocal career one day. Maybe Um, I just would recommend some voice teachers first, but like both of my parents were always very um, like they gave a lot of love to my brother and I's creative sides. So it was never really like, don't pursue this or pursue this. It was like you, my mom found the value in doing theater when I was in school. So she was like encouraging that and sent me to performing arts camp. And so I'm really so grateful for the like necessity of create the necessity of creativity for any human being, I think should be encouraged regardless of whether or not you're like encouraged to pursue it for your career. It should be something where you're, a young person and any artistic expression that you have for people that love you to give love to that side of you is a blessing. Any impulse of any nature, you want to play sports, you want to play an instrument, you want to, you are you like a 10 year old and you're really into stocks? Sure. Like, let's just support you. I love that. I think that is a gift every child should be given. I so agree because conversations that I've had in the past, um, their parents may have been an attorney and now they're trying to teach their children, you're going to walk in our steps. And I'm like, why would you box them in like that? Like allow them to pursue what they want. Like there's just so many resources nowadays. Like you can even, you can even go to YouTube and just, if I want to do this, type it in and it'll give you step by step on what you want to do, how, excuse me, how you get started and things of that nature. So it's just, now to me, it's just a different day and age. Like how I grew up, I saw my mom and everybody in business. I want to do business. And so now with my nephew, we see him like he has this biggest personality ever. And we're going <laughs> to Instagram. We're just putting him all over on Instagram. I'm like, if he wants to, he can continue to pursue this when he get older. <laughs> so I just love the freedom of now, instead of you do as I say, it's what do you want to do and how can I support you? So I'm just really happy to hear that your family's really encouraged and help you guys get to where you are today. So, but getting to where you are today, let's talk about the film. I mean, would you call it a mini series? How would you describe Jade and Jaded? Because when you go to YouTube, 
they're like eight minutes. But when I think about a mini series, I'm just thinking about like how many episodes within that series. Yeah. Educate educate somebody like me on how would you describe like the length versus an actual series? I would say I would call our show a web series of (laughs) mini episodes. Gotcha. Like I would just call it a web series to call it a web series, but also the episodes are bite-sized. They're easy to digest (laughs) uh, because we are not a, a huge production and we just want to share what we have with the world without expectation of how much free time you have to give us on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just make it short and sweet. Make them, uh, you know, you always want people asking for more, not begging for less. Right, right, right. And now talking about the production of, you know, finally getting to the final piece there is an episode that was called content and I was just thinking in my head just how this is just how my head works I was like I wonder did they kind of go through this trying to figure out what the web series was going to be about like doing different things to figure out okay this is what we're going to talk about this is not what we're going to talk about what did that look like with you creating the production a little bit of both um so Jade and I initially had a meeting in 2017 um, about creating content that is eco-friendly, but funny and approachable in that way. So I brainstormed a lot of different kinds of essentially sketches, like you would see on Saturday Night Live, but with an overarching theme of sustainability and mindfulness. Um, and all with like a tone of satire, which I think carried into the final product. Um, one of the sketches I originally pitched was, um, a bunch of like wealthy white women in a mall, um, fighting for Nirvana at a Lululemon (laughs) being like, this will save me. Um, and today it's only 89 99. Uh, but yeah. Wow. What a steal for eternal salvation in your Lululemon leggings. but then we landed on what we have, Jade and Jaded, the story of two friends making eco-friendly content. Now, that started as one story in 2018. We filmed three episodes and said, this isn't it. We watched back our footage and said, I think we missed the mark. Mm-hmm. And I took like a six-month break mm-hmm. from the project, essentially. Um, And I'm just so grateful that you kept checking in with me because otherwise we wouldn't be here. I was also going through a lot just like personally. And I felt a lot of imposter syndrome. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it alone. Mm. So I reached out to an old friend of mine who got a degree in screenwriting from Sarah Lawrence and is just a brilliantly funny woman. And I, I talked her through what the project was, what it once was, you know, our original iteration. And originally, in the very first version of Jade and Jaded, they already had the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And the inciting incident was um, getting followed on their account by the Whole Foods social media team. And kind of that same theme from the Lululemon sketch being like, Whole Foods followed us. We've saved the planet. It's like, uh, that's that's not quite it. (laughs) So... Then I talked to Kendall, my co-writer, 
And she said, why, like, it seems like we're stunting ourselves a little by starting there. How do they get to the YouTube channel? So that is how our pilot came to be of the main characters getting kicked out of every venue in the New York City area. Mm. So in that sense, we had a little trial and error of what the show would be. Mm -hmm. Um, But kind of once we had that pilot penned, we, the content episode came more from kind of the the peaks and valleys leading to the climax Mm -hmm. of the action. I love it. That's okay. Okay. Because this is actually maybe the second time. Because there, a couple of weeks ago, we had another person pretty much say the same thing, that they recorded it. They did not like it. Wow. And, and they took a break. So. I think um, a lot better about myself. Yes, because what they said, they said the same exact thing, that they didn't like it. They was like, this is not something that we want to produce. We want to start this production all over. And I was like, I think that's brave. I mean, because if you don't like it, why would you think your audience would like it, right? So you stand 10 toes down on what you want to be produced. And so I want to ask you, Jade, because during that time, Sarah was taking a break. You were like, hey, I just want to make sure you're okay. What can I do to support you? What was your, what was in your mind as far as a mental standpoint of just being there for Sarah as she was taking a break? Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) years ago, right? It was, I'm just like trying to think and like, obviously want to be like my true authentic self, but I have no idea. I think, (laughs) I think like now, Naturally, going back to your question of like, who is Jade? I just am someone who I'm like, like, we're all human. Like that just is fundamentally. It's so interesting to me because often I'm going to go on my passion tangent, but like we're asked questions and then we're we're, like, our responses become so um, kind of relative to what we consistently hear enough of. So our identities are so like, which is fine, but our, our identities are so like dependent on how people are seeing us and like how we're interacting with the world. And there's a lot of value to that, but a lot of it is like, um, you know, our ego is like attached to the things that we're doing. And so for me, like Jade and Jaded was genuinely not in like a, but like genuinely something that I was like, this sounds like so much fun. It was super fun when we did it. The girl who played my big sister in the first rendition, like moved to Portland. There was a big sister character, PS. <laughs> it was wildly different. Yeah, it was wildly different. So it's like one of these things where like, it's easier said than done, but something that I think I'm too good at because I I need the goal setting. I need the like specificity I need. And that's where I think Sarah and I balance each other out really well. Mm-hmm. It's like find someone who has the strengths that like Sarah and I usually, we have these balanced moments where she'll be like, let's look at this. And I'm like, but let's look at this. Mm-hmm. So it's like very healthy. And I think like finding those dynamics in your life will automatically allow you to gravitate back towards that. And I think the dynamic of Sarah and I working together on something was very much like easy and felt meant to be. So it was easy to like come back together and do the thing. I don't think it was really about like me waiting around to do the project again, as much as it was like, it felt right to do it. But also without your patience, it wouldn't have happened, you know? 
if you had been like, where's the next episode? Mm -hmm. It's the fact that you would text me every couple of weeks and be like, let's connect soon. How are you? Mm -hmm. Um, that really pulled me back in. And honestly, your belief in me as a creator pulled me back in. (laughs) I am so thankful that you said that because some people don't know how to approach. They don't know what to say when their friend is feeling down or they don't know how to be there for somebody. And I think it's so good on the receiving end that just checking in, just saying, exactly. yeah, I love no expectation. it. Just like, what up? Yeah. yeah. Like I would be going about whatever I was doing in my life. And you know, they're like the people you get texts from every day. And then the people you don't get texts from every day. Mm-hmm. If at that time I was not getting a text from me every day. So whenever I would get a text from you, I'd be like, oh, oh, how nice. I'm here. All right. Love that. In my earth costume, like I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I feel like I'm hearing it, but I just want to confirm who came to who about the idea of Jaden Jaden? She came to me with the concept and I circled back with the idea. Ah, so is that the balance? Uh, I think she's the creator at its core. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote it. Mm. And you, she basically came to me and said, I have a vision. And I said, what about this? Does this fit? So I mean, I feel like there was already chemistry there. So I'm assuming friends before. Oh, we were acquaintances. Okay. So we were former classmates. Wait a minute. At yeah. Yeah. Emerson, right? Yeah, we both went to Emerson College. Yeah. Look at me. I did a little research. Okay. So, <laughs> so the time. Okay, <laughs> so the time coming back around, was it just let's meet up for coffee? I had some ideas, or was it a phone call? Hey, I know we worked together in the past, or whatever that may look like, but I think we may have some <laughs> some magic. We can make something happen. Jade is the um president of uh Facebook posts. Okay. <laughs> literally is always make it like I feel like how many people from your life came from a Facebook post? A lot of people. <laughs> and I'm one of them. She made a Facebook post right after because she graduated first. Um so I had graduated and moved home to New York where she was already living. And she put out a Facebook post saying looking for a female comedy writer based in New York City. Mm-hmm. Those are those things are me. Yeah. And then she commented and like we ended up it it was just like I'm very impulsive, something that I've worked on, but here we are. Um, But my impulse actually leads me. I'm such a visionary that my impulse will allow me to just like follow the vision because I find that more often than not, we're like thinking about the thing for so long that we're not doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm in my nature, like the opposite. I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Come on. That's how your manifestation works. Literally, like other people, they just like say the phrase over and over and they're like, why isn't it happening? It's that visionary quality that actually makes your manifestations reality. Because you see the end result. So it's like, I know I'm going to win. So at this point, I just need to get to the winning prize. <laughs> Love that. Okay. So we have a couple other things that we wanted to talk about. The carbon-free comedy. 
when I first clicked on it, I was like, I've never seen this before. Carbon free. And then I see you with the world around you. So that was even before I actually started looking into it. I was like, I'm thinking recycling. Like I'm just making up all type of stuff. Like that's what I like to do. I like to kind of read the summary before I go into different things so I can have me an idea of what I'm jumping into. So when I saw carbon free comedy, Explain that a little bit for people who may not know what that is. I think we just wanted to get the point across that the show is about promoting sustainability. Mm-hmm. You know, for the people who just see a glance, they see carbon free and they see the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, then when you actually get into it, you're like, oh, these these characters are very silly and not entirely successful. Um, so I really just wanted to pull people in um, I actually, I think Kendall came up with carbon free comedy. Really? I think so. I, I definitely remember texting her like a list of like subtitles, you know, like so it's going to be Jaden jaded. And then what? Um, and I remember her saying carbon free comedy. Cool. Also has that alliteration. I was going to say, no, I mean, everybody likes a little alliteration. Yeah. Copywriting 101. It's catchy. Just like, right one I want. Okay, and the title, Jade. I mean, your name is in it. And every time I think of Jaded, I know this is pretty bad to say, but I think about Drake. He has a song that's called Jaded. So, uh, <laughs> so I want to know the story behind the actual title. I was trying to come up with what to name the thing, and I I feel like I again I'm very much a um I guess this is kinesthetic learning. I need to write everything out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I literally had a piece of paper and I'm like, okay, potential titles for the show, working titles. And I just wrote out your name, I'm like Jade. Oh my God, it's right there. It just felt too easy, mm-hmm. especially for what we were going for. Do you remember telling your mom the working title? Do you remember? No, <laughs> she didn't like it. <laughs> what was I it? told someone this the other day, Jade and Jaded. Oh, my mom didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, she thought Jade She was like, that sounds negative. I don't know. That's so funny. Because, yeah, I mean, we're all as people trying to be aligned with positive energy. Mm-hmm. Um, first time I pitched it, she was unsure about it. Marcy's a hard one to please. You gotta. <laughs> Marcy's the founder of the feast, though. Like, we would not be what we are without her. Aww. <laughs> That's Marcy. <laughs> um, at our premiere, I like said a couple words before showing the show. Um, and I thanked Marcy, who I, and I said, who I'm sure never wants to see me again after bringing an entire film crew into her home um, to film our crazy show. Mm. And y'all yeah, made it With expensive crystals there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think that it was interesting because when Sarah was, um, when Sarah was doing the Jade and Jaded moment, mm-hmm. I, I intuitively am like, I think my name was Jade for a reason. I'm like, thanks, mom. I appreciate that. But like Jade is a green stone. So everything that is green in my life very much aligns to my name. Can't like... Put- the, the title is literally a synonym for green and skeptical. Totally. So it like really just is the title. But I definitely did say to Sarah, like, I don't know. It's like my name. You know, like, does it seem egotistical? Like I actually worried about that aspect I of it. I remember that. And I was like, I don't know, like, if I, like, it almost felt like I was the center of the universe mm-hmm. as the, sh- the show. And, and like, 
which I wrote in at the end, no spoilers. Um, you got to watch the final episode, <laughs> podcast listeners out there. Um, but it does become a point of contention for the character, totally. not for us. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it does bubble up a little. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. So as you guys mentioned, um, just the green feel of everything. I want to go to you, Jade, because you do have an organization that's called Entertainment for Change. So I love how you live this, you know, this is on a daily that, you know, this is this is just our life lifestyle and you made a film about it too but now you also have an organization go ahead and talk about entertainment for change yeah it's a nonprofit organization that educates empowers and creates with the next generation of impact artists mm-hmm. and impact artists um, are human beings who intentionally align themselves to one or more of the 17 sustainable development goals of the united nations and these goals exemplify all of the things that I believe we're working on globally, but it allows each individual to put their voice behind something specific. Uh, uh, Climate action and environmental consciousness is something I'm super passionate about, but I'm also super passionate about mental health, reduced inequalities, decent work and economic growth, which is like the whole world of artistry of how do you actually create consistency financially. So I think that I'm just very passionate about all of these different elements of what makes a better world and the sustainable development goals allowed me to like have a unified vision because all of those goals exist within the framework of the, of these SDGs. Mm-hmm. And I'm really passionate about kids. So for me, like there's so many different layers of this and there's so many different like conversations to be had about this, but specifically in regards to Jade and Jaded, I feel that um, without even thinking that hard into it, I myself have always been an impact artist in a way. And so to educate that for kids to do the same is important to me because a lot of the curriculum that we've built to educate impact artists is centered in like, what's your personality? What's your horoscope sign? Who are you? Like, what is your story? Why do you care about um, good health and well-being? Is it because you have like mental health in your family in a very real way? Or, you know, like, what are these things so that the person, the individual, the young person like feels genuinely empowered to say something because it's coming from something that's real. And so like, I always felt that was important to me where Jade and Jaded regardless of whether or not I intended for it to be, became like a manifestation of my life in, in art. In a caricature form. In a caricature form. And the third element of being an impact artist within Entertainment for Change is collaboration. And like Jade and Jaded is so authentically an experience that I think every young person should experience of something they're passionate about that speaks to something they care about that collaborates with people they love that like, and it's fun to change the world. That's like the whole vibe of Jade and Jaded. And And so being able to collaborate with someone you love and trust gives way to vulnerability that you probably otherwise would not tap into and certainly wouldn't share. Yeah. And I think that affects, it's the domino effect for the rest of your life. Like we so often are chasing this like end goal, Mm -hmm. but to, and, and again, like something that I have to work on is like clarifying goals, which is something even Sarah and I were like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
I think that the importance of doing art that you care about is something that it's something like money will come and go. You'll like always have the experience. Experience like lives inside of you mm-hmm. forever. <laughs> so cheesy, but like, it's just so real. Really, really deep. That was good. Okay. So now we're going to segue into my favorite part. And it's pretty much our storytelling. Uh, just to get to know you guys on a deeper level. I feel like we've been talking deep already. <laughs> I know, yeah. even deeper. <laughs> it gets deeper. So I'm a good swimmer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> good line. Oh, all right. I want to write that. I'm a good swimmer. <laughs> all right. So um, with this one, it's pretty much highs and lows. If it's business, if it's personal, whatever that means to you. So, Sarah, I want to start off with you. What is a high where you can pat yourself on the back? Like, geez, I did that. That was amazing, Sarah. You did a good job. Well, other than show running Jade and Jaded because originally I was just writing it then I was in it then I ended up directing it and we inevitably produced it so I can kind of I did not think this would be my first time as a showrunner and then I became a showrunner at 23 um and I even my my parents my whole family are very um career oriented goal oriented so that felt really good. I went into my 24th birthday being like, I'm a showrunner. Was that always a goal or it just so happened to just fall in place? No, I wanted to be a comedian. I wanted to be Carol Burnett. I wanted to Mm. be funny and sing. That was, I didn't know how, that's just what I wanted to do. And this fell into my life and I didn't realize it was something I wanted, but now it's like my dream is to uh, be showrunner professionally. All right, Jade, your turn. I want to be the planet when I grow up. Uh, <laughs> um, Good luck. Yeah, let's see. A high that I can look back on. Um, that I've managed to do what I love and um and also like balance that with financially sustaining myself Mm. um i think like important and difficult thing to do when you're a creative and um my big thing is like i spoke on a panel one time that i talk about of at boston university um that was how to follow your dreams but also pay your rent and I was like, that's such a good idea for a panel, but especially for college kids. Like, yeah. yes. And I just like love being real with people. And so for me, like, I just never hide the fact that like, you gotta, you gotta just like figure it out. But what I will say is like, find a side job or a part-time job that like, you're not miserable in. It's easier said than done. And there's a journey to find that. Like I've worked for families that I've nannied where I've been like, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. But, but the core of what I do to make money is like, I love kids. So just like find that glimpse of what you love because um, you need patience when it comes to artistic work. So would you, just, you call that your high? Like working with kids? Yeah. And also my skill set. Like, I think there's, 
validity to just being like, I'm good with kids. So I know that like, I'm reliable and can show up and, you know, and like, I had a really interesting, I won't go too much, but I had a really interesting conversation yesterday about self-worth and we are really, um, almost taught to calculate worthiness with like nine to five equating to worthiness or like, like we have these frameworks and these like understandings of what it means to be worthy. Some people just need a couple years to like get over their trauma and that allows them to become like a worthy individual. You know, like we all have different versions of what that looks like. So like to embrace something that you love is giving yourself that sense of worth. And I think like to objectively look at what does that to of what are you good at? What are your skill sets? Cause like, there are things that I love. Like I love singing. I do not think I'm going to be the next pop star. Like it's just not a beautiful voice. Thanks. But like, it's (laughs) it's just not something that like, I believe I would, my skill sets don't like, I just, I think there's a time and time to just be so real with yourself. Like, what are you good at? And that's not like to say that your weaknesses are make you not good. I just think that like, um, yeah. So all that to be said, I would say like worth can come from like doing something simple, which is like, how can I spend my day in a way that I love what I'm doing or love myself or love. And you do that on the daily. And that is your high. Yeah. is a realized and an actualized self-worth. Oh, which as women, we are often trained to not even look at. Yes, we are. Cause there's <laughs> so much with that. Cause I was like, come on, let's bring it all together. Brianna, Let's go, there, Brianna. There are people that try to suppress it. And I'm like, no, we need to bring that to the fourth because that's how you find like just loving yourself and understanding like you are amazing. You are great. And just me seeing the dynamic between y'all two, it goes back to community, too. You got to make sure that you have people that feed into you like you're feeding yourself, because I feel like that's how I kind of get my fuel sometimes. Like, of course, I love myself. I was telling y'all earlier, um, I love doing my self-reflection. I love journaling myself. But to know. I can call like a good friend and they can listen and be like, Brie, you got it. That means the world to me that I have friends, I have family that I fuel them and they fuel me. I'm not just always giving and giving and giving. And I heard this, um, it was this symbolism. I don't want to pour from a leaking cup. I was like, oh, that that's deep, right? It was really good. And I was like, we have to make sure that we have a community because that's me looking at y'all. I'm like, look at Sarah just supporting her. Like, yes, we have to know our work. We have to make sure that people around us know our work as well. And we're letting them know they're worthy as well. Like, To continue your analogy of pouring from a leaking cup, we are simultaneously as women expected to constantly be pouring and have not even a leak, no bottom. Yes. Yes. We are not expected to take anything in. And it's like, we're supposed to be a reflection. Anything we are given, we are not supposed to take in or absorb an idea of self-worth, but instead to pour that into others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, what about me? (laughs) Truly? Like if we are expected to like nourish our Mm -hmm. community and those around us, how can we do that? 
without ourselves knowing our worth. So good. I'm so excited. Okay. So let's go into the other side of the spectrum, which is a low. What was a time where you kind of questioned yourself if I should continue to be in theater or if I should, you know, go into getting a nine to five? Anything of that nature that just made you question your journey. It could be your artistic selves or it could be just like a moment in time where you just have to question your mental health about something. Anything that you would like to share and how did you push through? Oh, I have several things I could say about this. Um, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it profesh to not go too deep into the, into the uh, personal, uh, whatever. <laughs> into the uh, whatever this whatever is. fucking going on in here. <laughs> Sorry to swear. I don't know. You cut that if you want. Um, I and I've said this to you. I took a chance on the format of Jade and Jaded by making them mini episodes. And then we started to believe so much in our project that we, and still believe there is, there's more for it. Um, I got overexcited, I think, or no, I, I won't say I got overexcited, but I went with this passion and pitched us to some TV people and was very quickly shot down. Um, and that was a big loss for me. I literally the day after I was told that what we had wasn't good enough. Um, I literally caught mono. I had been with the same person for a year. Um, so I couldn't have caught it from anyone else. He wasn't, we were in a monogamous relationship. The last time I had. I think I kissed someone who had mono when I was like 15, but literally the day after I got that feedback, I was bedridden for four weeks and tested positive for mono. So I would call that my low. Okay. Yeah. I, I, um, part B, how did you push through? I mean, that's a lot because like you mentioned, we're monogamous. I haven't been doing anything. Um, apparently what have you been doing I mean not to get too deep into it but how did you push through like mental physical you know what since we're here the other low I was gonna say is I spent two years with an addict that was my loss um but the way I pushed through was through community it all comes back to community I went home for one and my mom and my sister made me smoothies because I had, I like could barely swallow. Um, I just stayed home for my, I literally went home to my community um, in the most literal sense of the word. And I let myself heal in that way and then let my Jade and Jaded community heal my battered professional ego and say, listen, no, we have the product. Let's put it in the festival circuit. I don't know if I believed we were good enough at the time. And we have at least 15 laurels from film, film festivals. I mean, we were wildly successful in the circuit and I fed off the energy of community. Um, and then from this, 
when I finally decided to leave an addict, um, it was all community. Wouldn't have gotten through it without community. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. That was really heartfelt. Okay. Um, Jade, your turn. That was beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, true. It's, it's so interesting. Like I really appreciate the, the creative medium of podcasts because it really like allows for authentic conversation and people to be able to, to listen in. Like we all experience these like hardships. It's just mm-hmm. like, is the human experience to experience real things. So it's, it's a really cool, um, it's just a beautiful thing that we've done. Um, yeah, my lows happen. Like, I feel like, okay. To kind of put a, a to compartmentalize, um, as I've been taught to do by people who love me, I would say, um, yin and yang exists. This is a truth. You cannot have joy without suffering in any context that can hope that can happen over a long period of time that can happen over one hour. You can like experience all of the sudden this, like this person emailed me. And then in the next moment you can experience something that like exists in your body from 10 years ago. So I think that like to accept that truth, my lows occur like throughout the day in different versions within the highs. Yeah. Within the highs. And I think that like, the more I use tools to experience and like sit with the lows, Mm -hmm. the better. I would say um, my lows come in such a way that it's flowing all of the time. I I don't think that's healthier. Yeah. Like living in a euphoric high and then just like tanking and not being able to get out of bed. Yeah, I think like I will experience versions of that, but but I will like look them in the face when they're happening and be like, oh, I'm feeling really low. I think the most important part of like feeling low for me, not that that was the question, but is to just be like, like that's normal. Mm-hmm. Like, to normalize to normalize emotions for me is like. I think what every human being is trying to figure out how to do in a way that like, then they can deal with the world we currently live in. Like we live in a overstimulated, specifically systematic, difficult um, world. And to like objectively speak to that, but at the core, like we're experiencing emotions. You, you gotta, you got to like start with, oh, I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Which literally every time we see each other, it starts yeah. that way. Yeah. It's never like, I'm good. How are you? No, it's like, what are the things that are like not good? And what are the things I feel that like are I good? literally, I walked happening. in here today and I was like, you're like, mm, how are you? And I'm like, I'm experiencing frustration <laughs> and, and, and fatigue. Mm-hmm. How are you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Good. You want a mimosa? Like, oh. yay! Let's start this day over. <laughs> We're talking. You want a mimosa? Yeah, for real. Either way. <laughs> I love it. Okay, ladies. So, um, being a creative, I can only 
just if you agree, let me know. But um, mentors have poured into me and I just really enjoy being able to talk to other people that have gone through what I've gone through and just willing to just provide advice. So I call this particular segment one free advice. Um, What would be advice from the both of you that you would give someone that may be struggling with mental health or struggling with trying to figure out what is the best way for me to move forward with this so many visions that I have and things of that nature. So one free advice that you would give a little girl or a little boy that's listening right now. My advice comes from you. You gave me this advice about a month or two ago. Move through it. Mm. That applies to any and everything. Move through it. Because my first impulse was to say, whatever your idea is, just make it move through it because maybe you'll make it and like we experienced oh wait that ain't it move through it yeah um i would say to look at what you're grateful for and what you love doesn't mean that you're denying what you're not grateful for and what you don't love and the hardships that come with life. It's not like, I'm going to be grateful so that like I can pretend that all the things about my life suck or like, or the things that suck, like aren't hurting me. It's like, no, like the things that you're dealing with that are hard are hard. Like let's not be grateful. And I used to do this. I used to like be grateful aggressively. Yeah. I'm newly very passionate about the subject. Like, like as of like, right now um (laughs) i'm like very i'm a very grateful person in my nature i have gratitude tattooed on my wrist grandma my grandma wrote it but now um kids at home like i'll tell you later um it doesn't say it doesn't look like gratitude anymore it's kind of blurring um i went through a period of my life where i was using gratitude to cope with what i was hard what what was hard for me Mm. they're they're separate them. Yeah. Like both things can exist. Both things coexist. You can be, things can be hard and you can also mind over matter, train your mind in a way to focus on what you're grateful for. It's a tool. It's not something that you're like overshadowing. It's also easier than done because your feelings are going to sometimes overtake Mm -hmm. you from feeling that hardship. But similarly to what Sarah, you said, and I'm appreciative of it, of like um, something that I do is I will let things kind of like, I think to focus on what you're great for, grateful for is, is like a way in which to, a way in which you can um, raise your, raise yourself, rise above like all the things that feel like they're going to control you. It's like gratitude allows you to have a little more control Mm. in a beautiful way, because then you can really like come at it from a soft, from a place of softness, no matter what is occurring. And you're conscious of your whole life too. Yeah. Like even if you are absolutely going through the time, the trying time of your life, the sun is still out. Yeah. And if you think of complete consciousness, it's complete Mm -hmm. consciousness. And like, 
It's also specifically in the creative sense, right? Like even when we logged off for a moment because of tech and all these things, like Sarah and I went into a momentary conversation about like, we're talking about our vision for Jade and Jaded. And like, where do we want to go with this? We're on a podcast right now. Like what are, how has it served us? When you watch, or like when I watch speeches given by creatives mm-hmm. and they're, they're this success, they've obtained success or awards or, or celebration in a specific way, the, the gratitude comes from such a real place because you had to go through so many different things to get to where you are. And if you're not grateful for all of that, then like, then, then I, I, I don't think that like that, that, that moment of celebration could have existed. It can't really, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's not meaningful. Mm-hmm. It's when you get, if you choose marriage and you get married one day, I hope that you've experienced heartbreak. And I know that's kind of mean. I'm sorry, but like, no, you can't appreciate, you can't really feel gratitude unless you're like, and, and so when you practice gratitude, I would say my advice is to, what are you really grateful for? And be real with it. Like, am I grateful for my mom because she taught me this harder lesson, but I had to go through all of the feelings of like, fair, but like, I'm grateful for it because I'm actually grateful for what it's giving me. Like what, what is gratitude and like level up what gratitude looks like to you. Cause then you'll be really grateful versus like, I'm grateful. You level up. Come on, that's what I said. Come on, level up. That was great. Oh, oh, Mario over here. <laughs> level up. Get your mushroom. Get on the like <laughs> rainbow road and like I, fall times. That was good because what you mentioned earlier, you won't experience joy without suffrage because you won't know. Like if you're just so happy, you're so happy, so happy all day, every day. When you do experience something bad, you're like, dang, it's the end of the world. And so even when it's the backward situation, when you go through like just a dark cloud all day, every day, and as soon as you experience happiness, you're like, oh, there is another side of this. And it motivates you and encourages you to, as you mentioned, that gratitude portion. So thank you. I I think, yes, that, yes. Gratitude is something that's surface level, but I feel like people need to tap into it a little bit more. Um, it's like an onion, you just got to peel the layer a little bit, but yes. It becomes um, more attainable when you approach it in this way of um, gratitude is not blinding. Right. They exist together. Yes. Active mm-hmm. gratitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, ladies. So we are going first, like pretty much towards the end of the podcast and I want to I want you to tell the people how to reach out to you handlers how to find um Jade and Jaded and congratulations as soon as I went to the website I saw the list of awards I was like well geez Louise uh good for these ladies this is amazing so if you can please share the wealth let them know um just how they can get in touch with you Instagram handlers Twitter all that good stuff yeah so the show is on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. I think that's all of it. And that our handle is Jade, J-A-D-E, and A-N-D, Jaded, J-A-D-E-D. One word, no hyphens, characters, anything. Um, And I personally, if you want to reach out and talk filmmaking, absolutely. Um, I am on Instagram. 
Instagram and TikTok at Sarah Franco NYC. That's Sarah with an H, Franco with a C. And she's so funny. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, just talking about gratitude, I've been thinking this. I I am going through this intense breakup and I just hit 14,000 followers on TikTok. See how that works? All together, the gratitude, the highs, the lows, it flows. Oh. Jade, where can we find you? Come on, Flo. Hey, Jade, how about you? Jade and Jaded. Sarah spelled it. It was great. Um, on all the platforms. And Jade Zeroff, Z as in zebra, A-R-O-F-F as in Frank on Instagram. And at Entertainment for Change on Instagram, TikTok, all the things. Um, but if you... I feel like when you find something, you can find the next thing to the next thing, like the Lincoln bio moment. Yeah. Um, so if you go to Jade Zeroff, you should be able to find all the things. Boom. There it is. Y'all make sure that y'all support these two ladies. All right. So oh, we have show. Oh, and the show. show is on YouTube. The, oh, show, the show is on YouTube. We're going to plan that. Oh my God. Dude. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you watch the watch show. Watch the actual show, please. Now we that forgot. it's in the world. We forgot social media. It's like not as important. Right. Um, now that we actually have released the thing. It's been so oh, yeah. long. Jade and Jade on, on YouTube. YouTube. Watch all six episodes now. Yeah. All six episodes total at 33 minutes. The whole season is shorter than an episode of game of thrones done and done and done and some episodes of ted lasso yeah you'll laugh at us no really that <laughs> the um what was it the kombucha <laughs> scoby licious yep. that was so nasty but it was her, the screaming part of that i was like ah <laughs> yeah it was gross yep hilarious and i never heard of that either so you actually get educated on a lot of stuff too you do so not only is it funny but i caught myself a couple of times looking up things because i'm not so green please don't kill me jade but <laughs> this was my goal this is yes. the first time i've heard someone do the exact thing we wanted to do when we wrote it. Yes. We want them to laugh and then we want them to get on Google. Yes. I had no idea and then learned the benefits of doing the Kambusha Scoby. And I looked it all. Yeah, I really did. I looked it all up. I was like, oh, wow. Then there's benefits to it. Because they was like, you may not want to eat this alien thing. But actually, you do kind of want to eat this alien thing. I was like, look at that so yes you can count me in i am one that watched and researched just this year i started recycling so that's pretty yes. good yes okay Thanks, recycling Brianna. i'll try a little by little by little so that's yes awesome. i i'm gonna say for an a person that's actually watched it you guys definitely need to watch it as well just the education of it the funniness the support because I feel like any creative can come from like pretty much identify with both characters like oh, even with that content part I feel like I was kind of doing that for my podcast like homegirl what are we gonna talk about like what, what, what how are we gonna do this trial and error like okay that didn't sound good but this did sound good let's do this so I think pretty much every episode I watched so far, I'm taking something away. So I'm Aww, so thoughtful. flowers. <laughs> All 
All right. So we're going to end it with our motivational moment. And it's usually a quote, a scripture, anything of that nature, just to give our thoughts on it. And just to leave you some, just leave you with something coming from this episode. So today is a quote, not, I don't even know who it's from, but it was like repurposed on somebody's story. I stole it, screenshot it. I was like, okay, I'm gonna take it. It says discipline will take you places motivation can't. So when I read that, I was just thinking about, um, people are probably tired of me talking about this, but it comes from me starting my podcast journey from me not even knowing equipment, not even knowing communication, period. I've never interviewed anybody in my life. I come from an accountant background. I just kind of threw myself into it. And I'm still learning to this day. I think maybe this is the second episode that I've interviewed more than one person at a time. And I know I'm going to go back and look at this like, okay, how could I have done better or what I could have done or what did I do do good on and things of that nature. And I'm okay with the discipline. I could be motivated all day, but what am I acting on? What am I going to do to level up or to continue to push forward or get those learning lessons? If I just stay motivated, all I'm doing is still dreaming. What about the mission? What about the vision? What about the execution? So when I read that, that's what I was thinking about is just put in more action to words because you can motivate and encourage and talk yourself into affirmations. But what does the other side of that looks like? So how about you ladies? Whoever wants to go first. To share an inspirational quote? No, just your thoughts about that quote. Oh, absolutely. Um, Reminds me, there's a famous book called Grit. And the entire, it's it's kind of a self-help book, but not really. Um, It's the whole um, mantra of it is, it is not the most talented people that are the most successful. It's those with the most grit. If you are not getting back up, and actively working on yourself, that place of discipline, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll not get it on the first try. Okay. How about you, Jay? Um, yeah, I think, um, I think what came to me when I heard that was I have always looked at my relationship with discipline as a difficult thing. Like I, I always have had like a funky relationship with it because to me, it's almost like parallel of the conversation that is now occurring around how people learn, Mm -hmm. like how you actually intake information is different. Um, whether it be like visual auditory, all these things. So, um, I think someone's especially nature and nurture, your experience of discipline can look differently. Mm -hmm. And to not look at someone's version of discipline and go, that's the way to do it. And Mm -hmm. if I don't do it that way, I'm failing. Mm -hmm. But rather, um, discipline can look very different for each person. Mm -hmm. Um, So to like, pursue it regardless of what that looks like. And I'm still learning how to do that. So I think I heard you and went, that is so real and true while also like my discipline sometimes is a little chaotic. And my solution to that is to surround myself with people who 
do discipline differently so that I can do it with that person. I think like, that's the beauty of co-creation and collaboration. It's like, so, cause even like, I know, I know myself, like discipline for me is going to be like, ah, but I know that specifically with Jade and Jaded, when I talk to Sarah, we will get to an end goal together because we can like be raw, be honest, be authentic with who we are and our strengths and not, and then get to a disciplined route of balancing. So I, I think it's so important. And it's, and I love the way in which it was articulated in that quote, because motivation um, can be, can be a beautiful thing, but without some kind of structure around yeah. it, it's, it's very, um, uh, yeah, it's very, it's abstract. It's abstract. Yeah. Real green. I am so excited to have you ladies here. This was amazing. Did Thank you, have you so much for having us? You're welcome. Did you ladies have any last thoughts? Anything you feel like I forgot? Anything that you would like to leave with the people today? Because it's a wrap. Be the heroine of your own story. Come on. Yes, be the change. No, and, and thank you for having us. You're such a, um, like, even the moment we got on, just you have such a beautiful heart. I know it's like virtual, but uh, I've I've personally like really enjoyed just talking to you. Thank you, ladies. I really had a like phenomenal time. I was, you know, you can watch people on screen and you're like, okay, I kind of question on who they are when you see them in person. It's pretty much the same on the screen. Like y'all are laid back. <laughs> the support, okay, somebody's here. But yeah, the support is real. I am just so excited that I met you. And shout out to Adam. I'm just so thankful yes. for connecting. Thank you, Adam. So y'all continue to be great. Continue to educate people. Um, I think it's needed, especially when it comes to being going green. I think it's definitely needed because as I mentioned, I was, you know, what can I do to be a better person? I'm always working on myself. So I'm just very thankful. <laughs> all right so ladies and gents if you're listening to this morning noon evening or night thank you for listening to another episode of what's good podcast and have a great one have a good one thanks hey guys for more updates you can follow me on instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account b.javon underscore javon is spelled j-o-v-a-h-n you can catch me on twitter what's good underscore pod c for charlie and then you can also catch me on facebook at what's good podcast Uh, make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see and i can also respond back to you guys let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates thank you have a good one